please like and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Tons of conference action last night. We're going to take you through all that and how that affected the conference standings last night. Uh, Also, we're going to have Mark Darnell. He's the head men's basketball coach, Jessup University. Tons to get to. Let's just get right to it. So in the Sooner, number two, Langston. uh, They defeated Oklahoma Panhandle 83-40. Anthony Roy, 29 points, 9 rebounds, and Cortez Mosley, 16 points, 5 rebounds. The Langston Lions are 16-0 and now. They got to go to Wayland Baptist on Saturday. That could be a good test. Uh, Oklahoma Panhandle is struggling this season. Something tells me they're taking notes, and they're going to remember this round through the uh, sooner when they get well in a year or two. Uh, Sagu, they just get into the top 25 and they lose to Mid-America Christian. They go to 11-5. and five. Eddie Smith for Mid-America Christian, 17 points, 6 rebounds, and D'Angelo Adkins, he had 10 points, 13 rebounds for the double-double. Big win for Mid-America Christian. Sagu goes to 11-5, and five, and they're going to play Southwestern Christian on Saturday. Taking a look at the, the scores there in the Sooner. John Brown beat Texas Wesleyan in overtime. Big win for them. This score never got the little final tag, but I'm sure that was final. UNT Dallas beat Southwestern Christian. Science and Arts, big win over Oklahoma City there at home. And then Wayland Baptist tonight beat Central Christian. Let's uh, move over to the standings. Langston 10-0. John Brown right there. They're only two games back. Another half game back is Wayland. Science and Arts and Mid-America Christian, along with Sagu, are all knocking at the door. That is going to be a conference race, especially if somebody can, uh, if they can uh, stop Langston, and give them a couple losses. In the Mid-South tonight, Cumberland's, they go to 17-1. and uh, They defeated Cumberland, no relation, 100-77. to Jonathan Brown, 16 points, 5 rebounds. Matthew Cromer, 18 points, 5 rebounds. As I say, they're 17-1, and one, and they don't play again till next Thursday. They're going to take on Bethel. Also, Freed Hardman, uh, they just laid the wood to Lindsey Wilson tonight, 100-61. Hunter Skurlock, 15 points. And Quan Lax and Geraldo Lane, they both had 13. Freed Hardman, those Lions are 15-2, and two, and they're going to play Campbellsville. They have to travel to Campbellsville on uh saturday uh that's gonna that should be a a good test again let's look at the the rest of the league well the only other game really is the uh campbellsville defeated uh bethel we went through the other two okay so the standings really not a lot of games in so far cumberland's and freed hardman are both three and one but look at this this is what i want to show you man i i know coach briggs isn't happy about that zero and two start Something tells me that's going to tighten up before it's over. Frontier Conference tonight. Uh, Montana Tech, they're number eight in the country now. They defeated Montana Western up there in that thin air up in Butte, 81-76. to 
uh, Caleb Belich, 19 points, 5 rebounds. Hayden Deacons, 13 points, 10 rebounds, double-double. The Ore Diggers, they go to 14-3, and three, and they're going to take on, they have to travel to the Argos of Providence on Saturday. Around the rest of the frontier, not, not a ton of teams in this conference. Carroll, good win for Carroll. They defeat Rocky Mountain, and then the Argos of Providence, they stop Montana Northern. Let's take a look over here at the, the standings. Uh, not very many games in yet. Montana Tech and Carroll have kind of taken early control of the conference, but there's a long way to go. Uh, in the southern states, really only one game. Uh, Loyola, they defeated point sixty nine sixty three. Uh, that game did not have much significance in the standings. Uh, number 12, LSU Shreveport. They beat Xavier. That was a good win for Shreveport. I know Xavier's dropped out of the top 25. Uh, but they beat them. They were at home in Shreveport. They beat Xavier 81-72. Paul King, 16 points, 2 rebounds. And Tyler Washington, 18 points, 11 rebounds. The uh, Pilots of Shreveport, they're 12-3. And, and they're going to take on North American on Saturday. Re around the rest of the, the conference, LSU Alexandria wins again. North American really has been playing well. They win. Never did get a score for this game. Paul Quinn wins in overtime over Jarvis Christian. And Texas College also survives in overtime. So going over to the standings, Shreveport and Alexandria are dead tied. Texas College is, what is that? Well, they're statistic, statistically tied. And then Xavier, it's basically a, Oh, what is it? A four or five team race right here. And they're all, I mean, one weekend can change all that. In the Chicago land, just one game. Roosevelt beat Indiana Northwest 78-51. The Lakers are playing really good ball. Uh, Julio Montez, the second, 18 points. Uh, Sanjale Najay, 15 points, six rebounds. The Lakers go to 15-2, and two, and they will travel to Holy Cross on Saturday. Taking a look at those standings, Roosevelt, that's that's a one-and-a-half game uh, lead over all of it. Nazarene, another half game, uh, Indiana South Bend, and then it just basically stair steps, but it's still a five-team race. In the Cal Pack tonight, uh, Antelope Valley defeated Embry-Riddle. Antelope Valley is playing really good. They don't get – you never hear anything about them, right? They're athletic and uh, they're they're tough. And uh, they're hard to beat. Uh, don't don't uh, don't write them off. I guess is what I'm saying. They win tonight, 76-69. Uh, they go to 16 and two. Eric Nicholas, 27 points, 11 rebounds, big double double. Christian Taylor, 10 points, nine rebounds. Now Antelope Valley, they're going to take on. They're going to go to Sagu on Saturday. So we're going to find out just where Antelope Valley is. That'll be a good test for both teams in the Cal Pack. Tonight, the rest of the Cal Pack. The conference is down this year, I'll admit, but uh, uh, Park Gilbert, they beat Pacific Union. Pacific Union is just really struggling. Westcliff, good win for Westcliff to go to Merced and get that win. Look at that score, 47-45. Now, both teams shot like 32%, 23 from three. Uh, there was zero fast break points. I didn't get to watch the game, but uh, probably just looked like a ball control game. Uh, Benedictine Mesa stops Cal Maritime and St. Catherine beats Simpson. 
uh, going over to the standings. Antelope Valley at this point uh, kind of running away with it. Uh, St. Catherine, uh, their closest rival, UC Merced, Mesa, and then Westcliff with that win tonight goes on the, the winning side of the ledger along with La Sierra. They need somebody to stop Antelope Valley. I think that conference still only gets one bid uh, out of the River States tonight. St. Mary's of the Woods, they stop West Virginia Tech. West Virginia Tech was really hoping they could put a dent in there. IU Kokomo, uh, they're back to form. They beat Alice Lloyd by, by 30. Rio Grande wins over Brescia. Ohio Christian over, over Oakland City. So St. Mary's of the Woods, Shawnee State, Point Park. I mean, all these teams, everybody's uh, this tight race. Uh, in the Appalachian, just a, a couple of games. Kentucky Christian fell to Reinhardt. Johnson Johnson beat Bluefield. Pikeville, though, they're not – man, they're just holding Union back. Look at that, a game and a half. And then uh, CIU. And Johnson has snuck up there. This was a three-team uh, three race for a while, but Johnson has snuck up there, and, you know, they got the win again tonight. In the heart – that's a really closely contested conference as well. But all the all the suspects won tonight. So Central Methodist, Mount Mercy beat William Penn. But these are the three to look at. St. Methodist, St. Methodist, St. Methodist. Central Methodist beat Culver Stockton. Mid-American Nazarene beat Park. And Graceland won. So look at the standings. So Central Methodist, Graceland, Mid-American Nazarene. They all, they've all got a half game on Baker. <laughs> They're just holding them down. Uh, and then way back is Missouri Valley. Definitely a four-team race in the in the heart. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Whoa, hey, I got whoa, Mark whoa. Darnell. He's the head men's. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got Mark Darnell. I kind of jumped the jumped the, the shark there for a second. Mark Darnell, he's head coach of uh, Jessup University. Uh, the the uh, Warriors, they struggle. They they lost a couple games that uh, no, you wouldn't expect them to. You know, Mark Darnell's a, a new first-year head coach. Uh, they brought in a lot of new guys, but they're really starting to uh, blend now. And uh, they've I think they're 3-1 and one in the GSAC, so they're playing really good basketball. We wanted to talk to him how it was going here halfway through the season. He was gracious enough to give us the time, so let's listen to Mark Darnell. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got Mark Darnell. He's the head men's basketball coach, Jessup Warriors. Thanks for being on the show, Mark. Hey, Bill. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. You know, I wanted to get you on because uh, you had a, a little bit of a stumble. You lost a couple games. You ended up losing to Merced, a game that kind of surprised me a little bit. But since that point, I think you're seven of the last eight. It's been a pretty good turnaround. Uh, you and I were just talking. You dropped a, a game at Hope, which is a tough place to play. But just tell, talk about the the state of Warrior basketball right now. You know, we dealt with some things that UC Merced is, you know, we're still uh, learning about each other. You know, we, we've had a lot of new faces this year, including my own. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we had a tough game there, probably one of our worst games of the year. But um, we obviously responded from them. But yep. also we, we got some players back. You know, Ty Artis has been playing great. And uh, – that was only he was only back a couple of games at that time, and then Xavier Loveless, he's back and he's starting for us. Um, and so, you know that uh, the group's just starting to uh, 
to figure figure each other uh, out a little bit more and starting to click a little bit and, and uh, really start to see uh, the potential of how, how good we can be. And so uh, no better time than right now to be doing that, um, even after a tough loss at Hope. When I was going through your team, your you know your core group, if you will, as you said, you just talked about uh, Xavier Loveless. He's, uh, he's joined the starters now, senior, uh, but you've been pretty much riding, uh, you know, Jansen, Blackman, Corey and artists. I mean, those up to this point, yeah, those are getting those guys are getting the bulk of the minutes. They're uh, there's three three of them are juniors. I mean, the the future is bright for you. Uh, but just talk about that group along with Xavier. Yeah, they're 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 really figuring each other out, and they're they're actually uh, really enjoying playing with each other. And I just think that's so key. You know that any one of those guys on any, any night, you know, Jamaris has led us in scoring ties, led us in scoring miles has led us in scoring. Um, Aiden's just been a consistent, you know, monster shoot. He had 15, eight and eight last game. You know, he's, he's, you know, assisting and playmaking and being a, a mismatch nightmare. And so um, all four of those guys just uh, really starting to get in a groove with each other and enjoying playing with each other. Um, you know, that's what I try to preach to these guys. You got to, you got to enjoy other successes as much as your own. If you do that, the game can be really fun to play. And the last time I talked to you, uh, the program was in a little bit of flux. There was a lot of talk about, you know, your a lot of energy going to the NC2A Division II. Uh, there was the distraction of, you know, rolling Multnomah under the Jessup umbrella. Uh, and then, you know, new coach, new players. Has that settled in? Do you, do you feel like you're – uh, kind of operating on a in a normal sense right now yeah I, I i guess that's how you could put it yeah I, I mean i'm just lost in the season i think we all are you know and we're uh you know with the with the confidence of getting the wins against arizona christian and, and ottawa at home um i think guys are just really they gain some confidence and really starting to to see the the potential of this team and now we're just trying to capitalize on that and so right now there's there's nothing else in our minds other than you know, what today is, you know, and, and, and continuing to, we harp on the process and the process is just what you can do today to get better. You know, that's what we're focused on. You know, we got Menlo coming up and uh, so it's just, Hey, what can I do today to get better and get ready for that next game? You know, this is your first trip as uh, the head coach through the, the GSAC. It's a really tough conf- conference. Talk about the gauntlet and, you know, what your first impressions are of the, the GSAC. Yeah, there's no nights off, you know, and I've had different head coaches that have, have texted me and um, obviously we've gotten off to a great start and hopefully we can keep it going. But uh, what's amazing about the GSAC is even within each individual game, you know, adjustments that coaches make and uh, knowing that, hey, the second time around, guys are going to be doing things differently to try to find a way to win just because it's it's so hard. It's hard to get a stop. It's hard to get a bucket. And um, so each possession like that matters. And so each coach is trying to find, you know, an edge to, to, to win a game. And, and that's what I really have respected so far um, about this league is just the coaching and the competitive level. It's, it's crazy. It's off the charts. Uh, you can, uh, you definitely can feel a difference from going from non-conference to, to, to the conference slate. You're probably going to punch me in the nose, but I have one question. You guys, one of your strengths is you guys are big and strong. I would expect that you would out-rebound teams more. Your rebound margin, I think, is about three. Are, are you concerned that are you are you concerned with that? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, no, rebounding is something we talk about every day, and it, it was an issue earlier on. 
it hasn't killed us too much. It hurt us at whole. Um, and, and uh, you know, we should be probably a little better offensive rebounding team than we are. Uh, but, you know, we got, we got some smaller guards too. It's, it's a mix of it, right? Because yeah, we have some mix of, we have some mix of speed and size and it's just continuing to challenge those perimeter players to come in there and get some too, because of how fast we play. If they're able to get it, we're able to get out on the break even quicker, you know? And so, no, it, it's uh, it's something we talk about every day because I do understand the importance of it, especially in this conference. So coach, do you, do you, is your typical strategy to, to crash the boards or to get the guards out or back and defend? Yeah, no, we, we want, you know, guys that are really good offensive rebounders, the offensive rebound, you know, Aiden and X have great knack to get rebounds. Um, even some of our guards have some knack to, to scrap offensive rebounds and, uh, you know, Anthony coming off the bench and Duke have great size and ability to, to affect the glass. So we want them doing that. Um, you know, obviously teams in our league really, really push. And so there's a balance to it, you know, in regards to who we, who we try to get back and who we have attack the glass to make sure we're not giving up easy baskets on the other end. We got to try to prevent that. It's kind of game to game, but we just have some natural rebounders and uh, just hopefully they can continue to do that and get us extra possessions. Winning the possession game, I think is so key, you know, and that's limiting turnovers and turning other teams over and that's getting offensive rebounds and limiting I want to ask you about a couple guys specifically. Miles Corey, one of the most athletic guys in the country, has a very special game. Just talk about his game. Yeah, uh, he he's just he he's dynamic. You know, he can do so many different things, and um, you know, we're really working on uh, improve. He's been a natural scorer. Uh, mm-hmm. He just broke our all-time scoring record uh, last week, and super big accomplishment that we're proud of him for and excited for him about. Man, he's poured a lot into this program. Um, and so it's great to be able to celebrate an individual like that. That's really put a lot into uh, a, a place like he has. Um, but you know, his, his playmaking has improved, especially recently. You know, I think, uh, I think the week before he might've had like a seven assists, one turnover game, like his, his decision-making is something we talked about since summer of continuing to watch film and improve and try to help him, help him with and help him. He's so explosive, continue to change his gears to be able to, read the game as well as, you know, use his speed. And so with him continuing to grow as a player and that, I just, I'm excited about him and his growth as a player still, you know, I think he has room to get better as good as he is already. Uh, But, you know, another part is his defense. You know, he's just a difference maker with his quickness and strength. He's able to guard guys bigger than he is and he's able to, you know, really be out and and pressure. Uh, And so, um, and, and then his leadership, you know, he's been able to bring guys along with them, you know, including that group that's been playing so well together. He's definitely one of the most explosive players in the country. If people haven't watched him, they need to figure out how to uh, either get to a game and watch him or at least it doesn't do it justice watching it on on TV. But uh, super explosive guy, man. He When he gets to the rim, it's it's pretty dynamic. Yeah. You know, and another question I have for you is what do you put in Ty Artis's Wheaties? He's shooting almost 54 percent. Uh, 42% from three, he's shooting the heck out of the ball. Yeah, Ty's special, man. I, I mean, he's he can play make, he can find guys, he really shoots it. He leads all of our three-point shooting stuff uh, in practice. You know, he's got a float game, so, like, you take away his three and he's able to get to the basket and uses leverage his body, he's creative, and he's just savvy. I, I don't know how to put it, but mm-hmm. – 
Uh, I, I've loved him. He's been great, uh, <laughs> great to coach. And, yeah. you know, I just think that's where the mix of our size and then guards like him and, and Miles and Jamaris that can get downhill and, and also shoot threes. It just makes it really difficult to, to defend. You know, Coach, I know you don't like to look ahead, but over the next over the next uh, four games, I mean, you're really going into the gauntlet of that GSAC. What's it going to take for uh, you guys to continue to put the res- pressure on the rest of the conference? It's going to be our defense. That's where we've hung our hat. I, I knew I knew taking over the program and, and combining all these new players returning and new and me that the offense was going to take a minute, and it has, and it's obviously starting to see uh, some some fruit <laughs> fruition mm-hmm. uh, come. And uh, but but I said from the start, you know, we got to hang our hat defensively. It's been my background, and you know, we're we're I think we're leading the conference in defensive field goal percentage and. Uh, three-point percent and to- hopes right there. There's some good defensive teams in our league, but that that's where we need to hang our hat uh, to win games, and that's what it's going to take throughout this conference is is guarding. And, and that's been my message, and I think that's going to be the key to our success uh, in the GSAC is if we're able to to defend. And, and honestly, against Hope, we, that's what we didn't. I was so worried about their defense, you know, because uh, they're such a good defensive team. Um, you know, they, they end up having a lot of success on us offensively. And so we, we can't, we got to always, we got to always wear a hard hat and, uh, and defend and rebound. And, and to me, that's what it's going to take. Well, I think that's a great point. You know, when I was, when I was going through your team, you, you were holding teams under 40 and from the three under 30. I mean, if you can keep doing that, you're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, that, that's the key. That's yeah. the key. And that's uh, been the success I've had in other programs that I've been at in the past. Um, and so that's that's where I'm lining here. And these guys have bought into it. We've got good defenders and we've got versatile defenders. And, you know, we have the size and quickness to be a good defensive team. And so far this year we have been. And um, I want us to just continue to get even better, you know. And so we're, we're, not, we're not satisfied and we want to find holes in what we're doing to continue to uh, make sure we are getting better and, and hanging our hat on the defensive end. Well, Coach Darnell, I really appreciate you giving me the time well, I wish you a lot of luck as uh, keep going through this GSAC gauntlet. It's going to be tough. <laughs> it is, man. You're, now you're stressing me out because I already know it. So, uh, it's, a, it's an absolute bear. Uh, but we're looking forward to the challenge, and I'm, I'm excited for it. It's been a you know an awesome uh, experience for me for first year as a head coach and just trying to find ways to continue to get these guys better and uh, try to do the best that we can. Well, thank you very much. That's Coach Mark Darnell. He's the head men's basketball coach, Jessup Warriors. Thank you, Coach. You bet. Have a great day. Thanks. Hey, thanks a lot to uh, Coach Darnell and to Jessup University for uh, letting us set that up. Uh, appreciate him giving the time. Well, it's Friday. I'm going and watching basketball this weekend. Why don't you do the same thing? We'll get back together on Monday. And we'll look at all the weekend action, how it affected all the conferences, which are starting to turn into some some big races. Uh, But get out and support your team. uh, And don't forget, NAI basketball is the best entertainment value. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.